This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news, today's talk. 640 Toronto. As you may have known, um, we aired the press conference live on 640 Toronto, but some things happened that were very strange um, yesterday. Um, The cases adjourned until April 30th, so that's just gaining information and access to a lot of documents, a lot of the prior investigation from the cops, And yes, a lot of the um, information that's either been shared between the players themselves, player, uh, player and alleged victim as well. And that gets me to this. Um, I'm quite worried that the London police chief overstepped his boundaries yesterday and he had a tough job to do. Didn't want to throw prior colleagues under the bus. Chief Ty Truong in front of the media yesterday. And I didn't really, I was kind of passing through and doing some stuff in the house. So the news conference was on at two o'clock and I was here and I was there, but I really dug into it last night after dinner time. And I watched, so you don't have to probably close to all 52 minutes straight. Yeah. And two things jumped out at me. One is I think he did a good job in terms of not letting, you know, not just one cat, but a, a herd of cats out of the bag about how you could begin a police investigation in 2018, close the book on it within two months, and then did you reopen it three years later because of public pressure? Did you reopen it because it was found out Hockey Canada paid the victim without doing any jurisprudence of their own? Um, This is a obviously there, there was evidence there. I don't think they're trumping up charges here. I don't think they're manufacturing a case that didn't exist before. But the media had every right, and he knew this would happen, and we knew it would happen. He had every right to look and say, what's going on here? How is is this something when the police said it was, in essence, nothing and tossed it aside after eight or nine weeks back in 2019? But the other thing that he did, and I worry about this considerably, and I want to get your thoughts on this case and whether or not the police chief went too far yesterday – 416-870-6400 is the phone number. 416-870-6400. Two things. One, he didn't use the word alleged when it came to the victim. He apologized to the victim. He made it clear that the victim was brave. He made it clear that the victim was under considerable scrutiny regarding this sexual assault. I have to use the word alleged. I, that's that's not so you don't get an opinion in something like this where I come on. I can come on the air and say, hey, I think they're going to be found guilty, but I must refer like I'm in I'm in trouble and I won't feel like I can look in the mirror. I won't feel I can sleep well at night if I say, yeah, uh, the sexual assault that occurred. I have to call it alleged. OK, and I I've known that from the time I was 13, 14 years old and just a media junkie. Then I know it when I start taking law courses in university, pre-law courses. Then I know it when I'm taking journalism school courses and the goal is be a good journalist. And I'm doing something maybe different even now than I forecast in 1997, 1998. But I know the power of the word alleged. So it's important. Okay, you can have your thoughts on this case. And the police chief clearly does. But you have to use that word or there's potential of the case being tainted. So that's not a good moment for the alleged victim yesterday. See what I did there. That's a better moment for the players and their lawyers. Because this has potential now to already have tainted the case. Lawyers don't think for a second 
will reference this when the trial comes around, whenever it does come around. Now, the other thing the chief did yesterday, and I don't get this to save my life, is Tai Truong talking about the sexualization of women in our society. Um, this might be true. I happen to disagree with the premise, and I strongly disagree with the usage of this forum announcing charges in a super serious case to be weighing in and going all preachy on who we are. I think the premise is, is not right, but I also think the timing and the structure of it is wrong as well. I want you to listen to this. We'll string both these things together, but I want you to listen to what he says here about the sexualization of women in our society. And I don't know what that has to do with the, in essence, the lives of these five young men hanging in the balance based on what a jury will think. There's a widespread prevalence of violence towards women worldwide, worldwide. And one contributing factor and one com complex thing that we need to address is us as a society and the sexualization of young women and girls in today's society is contributing to the violence against women. And part of it, and I'm not blaming the media, but I do want to highlight that how we portray young women and girls on TV, in music videos, how we write about them, magazine shoots, all that contributes to sexual violence and the normalization of what we're seeing. Okay, so there's two issues there. One is right place, right time. I don't think so. And I don't think so for several reasons. Um, and I can lay those out for you. Second thing is, I think the premise of the actual statement is dead wrong. I think we're doing better. I think we are certainly making more prominent cases of domestic violence. I think we're making it more prominent. I know how difficult that must be. You used to hear the, the phrase growing up, one in 10 victims of, of sexual violence or rape would come forward. And how many and nine would stay silent? I think we're making it easier. We're not there yet. We have a ton of work to do. I also would say, I'm going to tell you this, whether you buy it or not, and our number is 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. What do you think about what the chief said there? Maybe you agree with the premise, but not the timing. Maybe you're okay with both. Maybe you love his statement. I have heard from some people who say, I like that he said that. Okay, fine, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if I'm that guy's lawyer, if I'm one of those players' lawyers, I'm delighted the chief did what he did yesterday because my goal, my job is not to judge guilt. It's to get a job done. And I, and I, I, that police chief, no word, no question in my mind and no question in anybody's mind made my job slightly easier than 24 hours ago. That's what he did. But I'd also make the point men are holding other men more accountable than ever before. And if we never did it properly at the start, we're starting to get there now. But I, I, you know, I have these conversations all the time at home where I'm like, I don't know anybody who's ever confessed that they've ever raised a hand to a woman. I don't know anybody who's ever confessed that they were involved in anything like this. And to be honest, with consent or otherwise. Now, you may say, boy, you're living a real sheltered life. Well, maybe I am. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm raising two boys and consent and respect is two of the biggest things that I can teach them, period. Like there, there's nothing else that could be bigger. And I also would never want them in a scenario where they're accused of something that they didn't do or there's some level of misunderstanding. 
We've all had our moments in time where we're like, I want the person that I care about, that I'm that I love, that I'm dating to understand I'm on the same wavelength with her. And you won't always get that exactly right. Now, again, huge leap from going there and talking about your own relationship to what's happening with this Hockey Canada scenario. I'll give you that. Let's take a call before we break and lots after, uh, but let's get to Ben. Ben, thanks for the phone call. You're on 640 Toronto and you go right ahead. Yeah, hi. Good morning. morning. This is is a lot. I have two daughters, but I also have a son. uh, What that chief said for me, qualify the whole trial as a mistrial. It was so biased. He's... You're, 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 you're give the public and everyone all this social agenda stuff, which is all justifiable, but it's biasing. He's almost coming out and saying, oh, the, the, the woman is, is, you know, she's a victim, she's innocent, this. And meanwhile, these poor guys, oh, I shouldn't even say that because you, you don't know, but yeah. it's, it's biasing everything. And the social agenda, this, uh, we shouldn't be conflating uh, uh, women and assault and so forth with this guy, these people's specific trial. And I can tell you, I have friends whose kids are playing at college level hockey. You got lots of mature girls over 18 throwing themselves at these guys. They end up in tricky situations at night. Either they're accountable or they're not when they're 18 and over. Either they're empowered or they're not. And and these guys shouldn't be the victim for that. Well, we should let justice uh, play itself out. And I would ask you to go back and listen to your roundtable at 7, 7.30, whenever it was, and yeah. listen to how biased some of the phraseology was. What did you hear? Tell me what you heard, and I'll, I'll give you a comment on it right now while we're talking. No specific words, but look at the way it, things are said and the way things are slanted. Everyone's tippy-toeing uh, around back. Yeah, but if I don't know the words, I get what you're saying. If I don't know the words, how am I supposed to comment on it? Give, like, what's... Well, I don't have specific words. I'm asking you to go back and listen to just okay. how the phraseology biases it towards one side. That's all. I got gotcha. you. Okay. I've pr- been hearing this over the past week, by the way, not just by you guys, but other stations as well. Yeah, um, but but I, I thanks for the phone call, Ben. I, I'd make the point, and I want to come back and take more calls on the other side of the break on, on this front. I'd make the point that there, there already is judgment based on the circumstances. There's already judgment based on the scenario they were in and I think I think let's face it as parents you're the parent of that daughter you're the parent you're the you're the father or mother of that daughter and she's in that hotel room with those boys consensually you're you're not terribly thrilled non-consensually you want to you want to throw those five guys down an elevator shaft okay one way or the other and if you're the parents as well of the five boys consensual let's say it's consensual that's not how you raised your boys to be either. So it's there's a lot from a parenting aspect or a peer aspect to handle. Trust me. This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news. Today's talk. 640 Toronto. Some animated conversation about um, the trial that we expect, the next steps, um, nothing till April 30th. Both defense and prosecution will get a lot of data, a lot of information, because this has been obviously a long-standing investigation that the London police chief documented yesterday. Uh, I want to bring on somebody who uh, we enjoy our conversations with, but they end up being really important. I always learn something. She's a domestic violence survivor herself and a very strong person. Uh, this goes without saying. Amy Kaufman joins us now on Toronto Today. It's been a while since we've talked. Your brother's been bothering us at times and has done a great job uh, guest hosting on the radio, but you're here with us now. Thank you. 
Thanks for having me, Greg. And my brother says hi. <laughs> is he is he there? Is he watching? Is he watching us uh, uh, talk? Um, what did you make? Yes. <laughs> what did you make yesterday of uh, what you saw from London police? And I will say that there's a concern among many people in the legal community I talked to about the use by the chief of the word victim instead of alleged victim. Does that raise any alarm bells for you wanting to see justice here? Um, I mean, she wanted to be referred to as a victim, not a survivor. I did see some people call that out. And in terms of victim or alleged victim, I'm going to guess that the police know a lot more than we do and have seen a lot of irrefutable evidence that led to this point um, and that they're making up for their behavior six years ago. But so is there like it, I, I buy that. But is there a concern that if you're an arbiter of of playing it down the middle, as we expect our law enforcement to be, that you, you, you I have to use the word alleged. Right. It's my in my it's almost in my job descriptions. One of the few rules I probably follow is I have to use alleged until somebody's convicted of a crime, no matter what the crime is. You do. And, and I'm very careful, too, as well. But mm-hmm. I do believe that when dealing with the police, certainly none of the police officers I worked with called me an alleged victim. I was just a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you about where you think um, we are with um, sports. You're a massive sports fan and sports mm-hmm. as a culture. I've heard a lot of people reference hockey culture, but I look at, you know, what the awfulness of Larry Nasser south of the border with USA Gymnastics. There's a lot of issues with gymnastics and gymnastics coaches up here. Um, swimming, there's a lot of abuse in swimming. Do we just have a sport problem in general, or do you look and think hockey is different than the rest? I mean, I think we don't have any more of a sport problem than we have a societal problem. I think we have a power problem, and that people who are deified and put in these positions where they're given so much power and can't do anything wrong, um, we create the perfect storm for this type of thing to go on, which doesn't mean that every person in power or that every athlete uh, perpetuates this type of behavior, but it seems a lot easier to get away with it. And of course there are people who are saying that, you know, victims ask for it when it's an athlete. Whereas if this happens in an alley, people somehow seem to seem to be more concerned about it. If you're watching this, Amy, from a completely uh, solely legal perspective, and it's really hard, it's really hard to take emotion out of this. We've had a lot of people call who have who have daughters, who have sisters, who have sons at the same time. And it's Mm -hmm. really hard not to be emotional about a case like this. Um, Do you look and say this is a simple case of consent or non-consent? Is it just that simple to you? I mean, I'm not in law enforcement and I'm not a lawyer, but so from my standpoint, yes, it does seem that simple. Um, these cases are, aren't ever simple, but it is worth noting. And for people at home thinking that this is something that women ask for, um, it's worth noting that only 6% of sexual assaults are reported to the police in Canada. It's the most underreported crime. This is not something that people are comfortable coming forward with. Of those reported assaults, only 31% are filed in adult court that lead to guilty verdicts. And for all of the people at home who are really afraid for their sons, uh, men are 230 times more likely to be raped by another male than falsely accused of rape. Yeah. Yeah, it's not not something. And I think we have to have that mindset. It's not something you'd come forward with. And and Amy, especially with you had to do it with someone who um, your ex-husband who had a profile. 
um, what what this woman is doing with five men who have a profile um, and, um, you know, no no judgment on the case, a lot on the line themselves. You would never come forward um, as a hoax. Perhaps there's a disagreement of opinion between the five men and the woman as to what happened and when. But you would never come forward unless you were absolutely sure and you believed in your soul that what happened was non-consensual. And that perhaps you didn't want it to happen to anybody else. Um, This woman is incredibly brave to have come forward. This cannot be easy. And reading all of the comments on social media has reminded me how lucky I was that my ex-husband didn't play a sport. Yeah, I know. That that aspect is a problem as well. Do we ever get in a scenario where we judge... um, we judge men too soon in this capacity. I'd reference the case of Major League pitcher Trevor Bauer, which became quite famous, um, and he won a massive lawsuit about what he deemed were false accusations. That might be a rare case. That absolutely might be a rare case, and I'm going to say that it probably is. But are there ever I mean, moments I, where we're seeing both sides of it? We're seeing, hey, they're hockey players, so they must be guilty. Hey, she's a woman, so she must have asked for it. I'd like to think we're going to get into a better place where we go to the actual facts as opposed to those kind of biases. I mean, absolutely. I don't think that that just because she's a woman, she asked for it, nor do I think because they're hockey players that they're guilty. I also know that you and I don't necessarily agree about the Trevor Bauer situation. Okay. But um, we we do need to get get to a place where we look at these things objectively, which also means we understand how rare it is that there is a false report, especially how rare it would be for a false report you have been swept under a rug, settled upon, and reopened six years later. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Hockey Canada is finally taking this seriously and behaving properly and you know, got rid of everybody there. And there's a new team at Hockey Canada, and they seem to understand the importance, at least outwardly, in teaching players about consent and forcing players to cooperate with investigations, which should have happened six years ago. I'm glad you brought that up because it's the first time we've used the phrase Hockey Canada. And similar to the chief yesterday, we shouldn't um, hold the London police's shortcomings um, of the previous five years all against him. Similarly, you've got brand new people hoping to change, you know, it's an overused phrase, change the culture of Hockey Canada. And I think we have to flash back to 18 months ago where when we started to find out all that they had done and all that they had didn't do, it was it was yeah. mortifying. Again, they did nobody justice. They didn't do uh, EM, the alleged victim justice. They didn't do the players justice by not informing each other and trying to get some information at the given time either. Right, and by not naming the players, they made every player suspect. You got it. Um, It is worth noting about Hockey Canada that um, when everything happened in my abuse situation and the media was reporting on this and I didn't know where to turn and didn't know what to do, a man by the name of Jonathan Goldblum reached out to me to say that he could help, um, and he helped me navigate the media and made sure that I was treated respectfully and thoughtfully and really acted acted as one of my largest supporters and he is one of the board members of Hockey Canada now and I spoke with him yesterday to ask if I could just share this story that he reached out to a woman who had just suffered domestic abuse and had me in his office and met with me and was lovely and supportive and kind and did this for no reason other than that he hoped that somebody would have done it for him Um, so I'm really heartened to know that he's involved at Hockey Canada 
Um, he had an extremely formidable mother, and I believe mm. very strongly um, in him as an ally to women. And I believe that he will take his role very seriously on the board um, during this process. Just so. you saying that, and I'm glad you shared it, will give people more confidence in the organization going forward. So I'm glad you did, and I'm glad you, you reached out and, and got that approval. Yeah, I mean, if they brought Jonathan on board, I, I believe that they are on the right side of this. Yeah. But certainly there needs to be a lot of work. And when audience members are assuming that this woman asked for it um, because they were hockey players, clearly we need to re-educate society about this. Yeah. Uh, for And, and there will be those that will accept that uh, re-education and... And those that don't, and that's I, I hate say I hate being so uh, skeptical about people's uh, willingness to to be more open minded. But uh, we're we're getting there. I'd like to think most of us are uh, are more on the good side than the bad side in all cases. I gotta go, but thanks yeah, for perfect. the time today, Amy. Your words always Thank mean a lot to our Jake. show. Thank you, Amy Bye. Kaufman, joining us on uh, Toronto today.